Tuesday, March 12, 2019. 7.55 p.m. Brian, hello? Is your internet down Brian? again? You really have to get your internet, dude. Come on. Are you okay? Hello? Steph? Brian? Angela, do you know where Brian went? I was just talking to him, but I think he... Did he get up to go to the bathroom or something without telling me? He... And Brian's not here. Like, he's not here at all. Like, all of his stuff is here, but he's gone. <laughs> Wait, no, you're joking, right? Did he get, like, raptured or something? No, Brian. No, Brian. Brian. Welcome to a special episode of the Double Density Podcast with your host, Angelo Fiorentino. Brian Hasty is my co-host on the Double Density Podcast. A week ago, incredibly... During the recording of our latest episode, he disappeared. At first, I thought it was due to the fact that his internet connection failed him, as it often does. But the truth is much stranger than that. Brian, it seems, has vanished. And no one knows how or why. No sound, no movement, nothing. Brian was there, and then he just wasn't. I mean, I was in the other room working on some things, and I looked up and suddenly there was no sound at all. It was just so weird. The voice you're hearing is that of Stephanie, Brian's fiance. She's usually in their shared apartment when he records episodes of Double Density with me. I mean, sometimes when he records, he pauses to listen to you, but then at one point I realized that nothing was happening after a few minutes, so I got up from the other room and he was just gone. All of the recording equipment was there, the file was still running, and his cell phone was on the table. The front door to our apartment was closed in double lock, which you can only do if you're in the inside. And when I opened the door, his boots were still there. I mean, it's the month of March. It's not as if you would go out without any boots on. Listen, I just want him back. I don't care what happened or how it did it. I just want him back. Stephanie immediately contacted the police, who set out to visit the apartment. They took careful note of the particulars. They're busy running their own leads down, but there's not much to go on. Thanks to Logic Pro X, which I use to edit the podcast usually, I was able to more deeply analyze Brian's end of our conversation to see if I could find anything that could help the cops. Brian? Brian? Hello? Let's slow it down and bring up the volume. And let's try some EQing to see if we can clear it up. And with that, something new and strange. A blip. A singular, half a second blip. Now the skeptic in me wants to believe that this blip is just a result of a bad connection. But in this case, it's hard to rule out exactly what we've just heard. I'm going to continue seeing what I can do with this file to better figure out what the sound is and how it links to everything else. I'm also going to send this over to the Montreal police so that they are also aware of this strange occurrence. Perhaps they will be able to more accurately pinpoint the sound in question and compare it to the file Brian had running when he vanished. Double Density is a podcast about both tech and paranormal topics. We've opened the door and discussed many different things over the course of almost 100 episodes on the paranormal side of things. 
Sometimes, Brian has said he worries about how we may be meddling in things outside of our control. Of the two of us, he's the more superstitious person. Most recently, we recorded an episode about exorcisms, and Brian confided in me that he was worried that even discussing the subject would bring power to it. As I just said, I'm a rather skeptical person, but at the same time, an event like this really calls into question what may be out there. In searching his iPad in the aftermath of his disappearance, Brian's fiancée Stephanie stumbled upon something interesting and seemingly incredible. I searched through his stuff and found his iPad, which I guess the cops didn't take. I unlocked it and it was still connected to his iCloud. I decided to take a look and there was an audio file recorded five days before he disappeared. I don't, I don't know where to start, but if you're hearing this, then that means something's probably happened to me. Most logically, I've probably been taking, but I'm, I'm not quite sure by what or by who. It, it, it's just this feeling that I have running up and down my spine. I've recorded this as a measure to try and explain maybe what's happened to me. I, I don't know. For the past few weeks, I've been seeing things. It's sort of hard to describe based on what I'm seeing, but it's as if there are people around me existing in my peripheral vision in places that make no sense, you know, like at work or in my home. I don't want to jump to conclusions, but this is a really strange feeling, you know, being watched, being seen, over and over, day and night. What? Yeah, hold on. And that was it. Brian didn't explain further, and he never returned to recording more of his thoughts. Stephanie poked around through more of his messages, but there was literally nothing out of the ordinary. A few weeks prior to his disappearance, Brian and I had taken on a sponsor for the show, ReportYourSighting.com. Since Brian was in charge of handling all the outreach for the podcast, I largely stayed out of it as he set up the deal. I was happy to have a sponsor on board and intrigued about the brand collective, who are behind Report Your Sighting. It seemed by their site that they legitimately wanted to create a durable database and proper reporting on a phenomenon that Brian and I are continually intrigued by. So I managed to get Stephanie to pull the phone number out of the email chain Brian was having with the owners of the website and gave them a call. In moving the audio for this episode, I gave the phone call another listen, and I heard something odd. Listen to this again. But if you leave your name and number... It's a bit hard to make out, but there's a sound in there that sounds exactly like the beep from Brian's feed. Here's a side-by-side comparison. Brian. Your call at this time, but if you leave your name and number... It may just be an anomaly, but if it is... It's a heck of a coincidence. I then tried a different tactic and performed the Whois lookup on reportyoursighting.com, which revealed that the registrar was two cows, a standard middleman for web ownership. This felt like a dead end of sorts. I'd hit a wall and was unsure what to do about it. There was another piece of evidence that was turned over to the Montreal police. This was by far the strangest proof of something weird going on. 
I think it was about two weeks ago, actually. I usually finish work after Brian does, so when I came home, there was an envelope on our living room table. It had Brian's first name typed on it with no address or no postal information on it. I asked him about it, and he said it had just been slipped under the door. I picked it up and opened it, and there was a small, thick piece of paper shaped kind of like a business card that just said STOP with a period at the end of the word. We were both just really confused. We'd been having some problems with our neighbors, and I figured this was sort of related to that. There are a few people in our building who are allowed at all hours of the day, and we'd had some discussions with a few of them in the last month. But given this, the note is adding a whole new dimension to it. Like, a really creepy one. The note has been handed over to the police for further inspection and testing. I then decided to talk to Rob Christofferson of the Our Strange Skies podcast. He's a veritable fountain of knowledge on the subject of ufology, and I wanted to get his insights into where I should begin to look for a missing co-host, who had now been gone for almost a full week. Although I don't believe in the extraterrestrial hypothesis, everything is on the table at this point, earthly or not. I felt like maybe Rob would have some insights or ideas that could perhaps spur us on. I don't know what to tell you, Angelo. This is a very weird situation. Brian's a good guy, and I highly doubt he would just run for it. I mean, he did stick around after you said Philip Class was a good guy. That statement alone would make anyone run for the hills. That being said... Alien abduction seems... Mm, unlikely. Statistically speaking, abduction generally occurs during nighttime hours, when there's less of a chance for the subject to be fully awake and prepared to deal with that kind of situation. Also, the nighttime hours offer better cover, since there aren't as many people around. Less eyeballs on the skies, if you know what I mean. Rob's points made a lot of sense, and I felt a bit reassured by the facts that he pointed out. It didn't offer any new leads in the situation, but at least made me believe that perhaps it was okay to put the notion of a pure alien abduction away. I also spoke to recent guest of the podcast, Bruno De Rosa, to see if he could offer any insight in the whole situation, since he was actually with Brian when they recorded their episode. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary. The only strange thing I remember is that Brian kept getting calls from a restricted number while we recorded. His phone was out and I could see it. He just laughed it off and ignored it over and over. After we were finished, I asked him about it and he sort of shrugged it off. Bruno then explained that he had the complete raw files for the episode and a bit of their conversation was captured. Who keeps trying to call you? Dude, I, <laughs> I have no clue, man. I, uh, No clue. It's a restricted number, and it doesn't even have location attached to it. It never leaves a message. When I block it, it just starts back up again. How long has it been going on? Like a week, give or take. It's been truly like a really weird experience. I've picked up like once or twice, and you hear a clicking sound, and then like silence. Um, you know, it, it's kind of unnerving. Usually you get the music, and the woman speaking some sort of Asian dialect, but here it's just straight silence. Anyways, I feel like we should... As I record this, it's now been seven days since Brian's disappearance. The police have yet to find any leads. Was it something in the night skies? Was it something much more sinister? As of right now, Brian is still missing. Stephanie is staying at her parents' place. Brian's friends and co-workers are worried, 
We're all asking the public to get in contact with the police if they have any leads. What was the blip encountered on the cleaned up version of Brian's audio feed and on the Brandt Collective's end? Why isn't the Brandt Collective picking up? What was the restricted number that kept harassing Brian while he was working with Bruno? Who slipped a note under Brian's door? Join me as I continue the search for answers to this devastating and strange situation. Stay tuned to Double Density as we continue the search for Brian Hastings.